Amplify, Creators of Color Podcast Network. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you are joining us for this podcast. This is Rebecca Love, and this is Food for Thought with Love. Today, I have joining me, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most, I don't know, talented culinary artists I have ever met uh, here in the city of Chattanooga. Uh, We will be talking with Mr. Chef Kenyatta Ashford. And I'm going to just share a little bit about what he does, where he came from, what type of cuisines he has like studied. Um, He just recently returned to Chattanooga and he has gained experience working through and from like New Orleans, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. And he is enthused in expanding food scene in the Chattanooga area here recently. And he was just awarded um, an award that, you know, goes beyond measure in the culinary world and received a grant by the James Beard Foundation. Now, anybody that is in the culinary world, that is a very big deal. So I'm going to stop talking for just a second and I'm going to allow Mr. Chef Kenyatta Ashford to speak about what it is that he does. So, Chef Ashford, how are you today? I'm good, Rebecca. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. So it's really early where we are right now, but um, thank you again for coming out and talking to me. So can you tell us just a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you love doing what it is that you do? Um, of course, everybody knows my, my name is Kenyatta Ashford. Uh, I'm a... Chattanooga now, but uh, by way of New Orleans. Um, And uh, culinary arts is a second career for me. And I moved to Chattanooga or to the Tennessee area in 1999 to finish up college. And uh, I finished up college and uh, married a Chattanooga. And I've been here ever since. And along that path uh, and changing, I changed careers. Uh, about five years into my, my first career, which was teaching. And, um, and I decided to go to culinary art school and really explore, uh, something <clears throat> that wasn't new to me, but I, I discovered that I really had interest and passion for, and, um, uh, it's led me to this point that we are, we are right now. So, um, I really love cooking. I love, uh, the, all of the aspects that, that food has and stuff, you know, with bringing people together. And uh, everybody needs to eat. <clears throat> and uh, I just love being able to nourish people with, with good food and everything. And just uh, uh, <clears throat> sometimes throwing people a curveball because sometimes people's expectation, expectations aren't, aren't um, what you would like them to be, though. But it's always fun to surprise people. I love it. I love it. So I want to dive in just a little bit. So one thing I'm learning about you just now is I didn't realize that you changed careers. Um, What was it for you that made the transition to realize, oh, I want to because you actually use the keyword of following your passion. Like, what was it about teaching that made that that lateral shift in wanting to switch from because I think in, in cooking and providing someone with a source, you also are doing that in teaching as well, because you're shaping the minds 
of whoever it is that you're providing that information to, just as cooking is also providing a source of nutrition to a person. So what was it in your life that made that whole transition of like, oh, I want to go to culinary school? Um, I just found that, you know, I knew teaching was never, teaching just kind of came out of the blue as a career. You know, it kind of came out of happenstance, you know, when I was in uh, college. Uh, uh, I played basketball in college. And after I graduated from uh, undergrad, I was offered the opportunity to go be a graduate assistant. And uh, at, the, at the school I went to, Lee University up in Cleveland, Tennessee, and um, the only uh, graduate degree that they had that might be helpful to me at that current track that I was on of being a, a coach and everything was education. So that kind of that kind of naturally led me led me there. So <clears throat> it wasn't something you know coaching wasn't something that I really really desired to do you know per se. And um, but I followed that path and everything. And I was like, why not? You know, I'm getting a graduate degree and and you know as on somebody else is dying. So I decided to I decided to take advantage of the opportunity. <clears throat> then I realized it wasn't um, it wasn't something that um, I wanted to spend the rest of my life doing. You know, so I mean, I just had that realization, and I was like, you know, I need to make this change soon. So I planned for about a year or two, and my family and I moved uh, with my my newborn son. My wife and I moved with my newborn son uh, to New York, to New York, so I can go to culinary school. Oh wow! So that was a major step in 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 life, as far as um, you're you're married at the time. You have a new life that you're dealing with. Um, I mean, that just speaks volumes of, of even how you put so much love into what it is that you do so th- to me that is amazing is, is outstanding um because when we're in like transition in life mm-hmm. sometimes we're afraid to step out of our comfort zone because our comfort zone sometimes paralyzes us yeah. but for you to be able to venture out and for your wife to be like that support system while having a new life <laughs> to go out and move to a completely different state. I think that that is just amazing. But again, that actually puts more depth into how you are such an amazing chef. Thank you. So <laughs> absolutely. So um, now that you're, you know, back in the city of Chattanooga and because you've traveled different places and you live different places, what are some of the highlights and what was probably, I mean, now, now that you're living in Chattanooga, I'm going to say Chattanooga is your favorite <laughs> um, without, <laughs> but what without was probably, without question, huh? without question. Without question. Um, but like, what are some of the elements of the places in which you have lived and traveled? What are some of the things that you have taken from those places that you incorporate in some of your dishes? The people. It's always about the people. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, from growing up, you know, with my family, you know, my family members, you know, uh, the experiences that we've had together, all of the fun, the laughs and good times, the bad times, you know, to you know, living uh, in New York when I was in culinary school and, and going back home several times to live and to, you know, working in New England uh, and then even working here in Chattanooga and stuff, you know, and, and even going, uh, overseas, you know, the people, 
the people are what makes a difference and stuff, you know? So, uh, those connections, uh, good or bad, you know, the lessons learned, you know, from the people, you know, uh, uh, because just like I bring a lot of experience from different places I've been, they bring lots of experiences from the places they've been and stuff, you know? So you bring all of you, but with you, wherever you go, you know, it's a lesson my, my wife taught me everything. And, um, it's, um, it's, it's definitely about the people though, you know, just so just the, the bonding time and the, the conversations you have and all, all of those, those little things sometimes we may overlook. I absolutely love that. And that is, that is one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, that is absolutely phenomenal about just meeting different people and making that connection. Um, and one of the things that bring people together, especially with this holiday coming up, which is Thanksgiving, um, you know, the one common thing that we have that brings people together is what is being put on a person's plate, um, creating, you know, and elevating their palate as far as, you know, what, what cuisine and what taste it is. I would, I can imagine Thanksgiving at your house is probably phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to yeah. ad- adopt myself to, to the family and be like, uh, this is cousin Becca. <laughs> I'm going to come get a plate, but no, um, you're welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. So recently, maybe a couple of months ago, because um, I know you have started and created, um, I, I think it's called the four course meal. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, so we have a dinner series uh, that we started about a year and a half, two years ago called Four Courses and uh, myself and uh, another local uh, Carmen Davis that you are familiar with, you know, yes. Um um, we kind of had the vision because we, we wanted to start a dinner series and do something, you know, and went to, we started this two years ago, but the idea came about about four years ago, really, you know, um, cause, uh, around that time that we, we kept the idea, we started to talk about the idea. I, w- I wasn't working in the culinary arts world. I took a, I, I got burnt out a little bit and I took a break. Okay. Uh, and uh, I was I was working on the assembly line at Volkswagen. And uh, at that time, uh, I, I had been working at Volkswagen for about a year or so, and I was you know working on um, trying to get myself back into culinary arts and everything. And we came up with this idea, and. Um, we started to do some things to, to, to launch it and stuff, you know? So before courses in is, uh, it's a dinner series where we try to bring uh, chefs of color together, uh, to talk about issues, uh, uh, surrounding African American community. And, uh, and also, uh, we, we use a dinner series as a way to give back, uh, to foster more growth in uh, local college arts programs and high schools here in Chattanooga. Uh, we, we raised money, uh, for, Howard High School's Culinary Arts Future Ready Institute, and uh, also for Brainerd High School's uh, Culinary Arts Future Ready Institute. You know, to, just to uh, be able to pour back into some of the youth so we can build a stronger foundation. So when they're hopefully in a position like me or other chefs here in Chattanooga, they've, they've, they felt like they've had support to continue and everything. And also just to, uh, just to expand, you know, the food scene and stuff, you know, give the kids, you know, opportunity to be able to go explore and go places and just give them the encouragement to let them know that they can go do stuff, you know, just like they've seen their predecessors do stuff. I absolutely love that. So um, I had the pleasure 
pleasure of uh, volunteering for the last event that you all had. And ladies and gentlemen, that my audience that is listening, it is something to be a part of giving back and just the love and the amount of things that you all put into that particular program and that particular um, event was just, it was phenomenal. And um, I was able and had the pleasure of tasting the food. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness. I mean, you know, there's a difference between somebody just making something and then actually creating an actual meal because our senses is one, one of the things about that I love about food is, you know, you can actually like, depending on like the aroma, the spices, the way you prepare it. Um, it's, it's just, it's a complete difference, but to be able to be a part of something that is monumental. And I mean, you, I know you all are, you know, you're a little bit past the ground, you know, grassroots of, of it all, but just to be able to cultivate this idea and give back to, to the youth, as you stated earlier, you know, it goes beyond measure of how important, first of all, learning what your passion is, what your purpose is, because I definitely think that you're in purpose. And I probably can imagine if you, when you were on the line of Volkswagen, that something was pulling and tugging at you and like, this yeah. cannot just be uh, Yeah, I, I was constantly reading stuff. And, and uh, uh, when, when I was at Volkswagen, that's when I uh, began to, you know, start to wonder about going to Africa. And I was reading uh, The Cooking Gene and I was reading uh, all, all sorts of other books. I was reading, I read one of, one of Questlove's, uh, uh, his new book that, it came, that came out a year about uh, creativity and stuff mm-hmm. and and just you know constantly buying books and, and cookbooks and everything and cooking it's and, and things at home and uh doing you know private events uh around chattanooga uh and cooking for some of the people i work for work with anything uh so uh it, it never left me uh but it takes a lot of it takes a lot out of you yeah um to, to do culinary arts and especially when when you're not make not not necessarily getting uh, the reciprocity that you may need or feel that you deserve you know exactly. from people you know, or, or employers and stuff um, so and yeah and then it's a big endeavor you know to to, to be a chef and everything the career is is one where uh, no, it's a hard job because you you'll find in 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 the culture of culinary arts, you know, you'll find people who you know who are substance abusers and things of that nature and stuff, you know, because because it's such a high stress industry. Yeah, and uh, it's it's hard on families and and, and such, you know. So uh, uh, you have to be really particular and careful about protecting yourself. Oh, I bet. You know. Uh, with your mental health and things of that nature and stuff, you know, but, but yeah, you know, just like anything else, you know, high stress careers and stuff, you know, you have to uh, take care of yourself. You do. I think that's in every avenue of every, you know, position that you're in. Uh, And I know like, so a little bit about me, I definitely, I was in the food industry probably five to 10 years. So, you know, I was, you know, back of the house, front of the house, (laughs) <laughs> um, lower management, but 
there are is long hours right. and you're dealing with the public right. and you're dealing with people and you know nowadays you're dealing with you know like food allergies and sensitivity and you know things of that nature so there's a there's a huge balance to be able to create something but um i, I want to you know explore can you like walk me through basically like one of your days like what is it like for you to create an entire menu and then I want you to actually share with us um, the name of your um, restaurant where you're, you know, a chef currently. And but like, what is that process? Like how when you wake up in the morning um, or even the night before, like how do you prepare to make your day successful? And what is like a great a great way of how you, you know, like you said earlier, that balance of being able to leave work <laughs> And come home, but also prepare for the next day because food prep in itself is a whole other monster. I know I just unloaded a 15,000 question. <laughs> you can start anywhere. Yeah, um, it's a great question, though. Uh, you, you, organization is key. You know, making, making sure that you're organized and you're staying on top of your details. Like knowing uh, one of the things, you know, knowing what, what your pars are and having a, a pulse for uh, your business and the business value that you want to do is important to prep. So, for instance, uh, a week for us, uh, excuse me, a week for us starts off on Monday. So, on the following Saturday or Friday, we start thinking about the following Wednesday. Okay, so because we're open here at Proof, um, Monday through, I mean, Wednesday through Saturday. So we started thinking about the the previous, the following week on uh, Friday or Saturday. Th- start thinking about, are, are we going to keep the same specials on? Are we going to add a new sandwich? Are we going to do something different? Are we going to do the same thing? You know, once we decide that, then we can decide, you know, what we're going to order and then what we need to prep. And um, and we can uh, update our menu and and you know, do all those things on the website and come up with the, the any, if we, if we do have any specials and stuff, you know, we probably have been sit, sitting on those or working on those for probably a week or two or even a, a month or so. Oh, wow. Okay. So like, like we have, um, uh, a couple things that we're going to put on the menu next week that we, we've been working on or thinking about playing with in our head and stuff, you know, uh, for about a, a few weeks. You know, uh, like we uh, we have some we got some beautiful pork uh, from from Sequatchie Cove here recently that we're going to put on the menu next week. It's going to be a really nice dish. And I'm really excited to share that with the public. Um, and and then, too, it really depends on the season and, and whatnot. So you got to think about that and what people are might be in the mood for and try to anticipate that and maybe pull the trigger on some of those dishes to, to, uh, to kind of spark some nostalgia in people and get them to, you know, to, to, uh, come and buy things and come try some of the new items. And then sometimes, you know, uh, creativity happens out of necessity, you know, like you may have over, over abundance of something, uh, and you uh, need to use it. So you're, you're, you have to, uh, okay, figure out how can I, what kind of dish can I make or what can I make uh, with these things that I have that people will come and buy and we can, we can make some money from. Uh, for example, 
we had a smoked brisket po' boy sandwich on the menu. We decided to take it off. We had an, an excess excess of brisket left over, so we made a poutine. You know, uh, and and uh, people have been coming by and buying the poutine like it's nobody's business. Oh, you know? wow. so so it's really good. And the name of our restaurant is Neutral Ground, and we're a restaurant and residence at the Proof Bar and Incubator here in downtown Chattanooga at 422 East Market. I'm sorry, 422 East Martin Luther King Boulevard. Uh, and our restaurant is called Neutral Ground again. And uh, our restaurant concept is based on uh, New Orleans, Cold um, Boys, and Yakamine. And um, I'll go and I'll explain to the folks what Yakamine is. Yakamine is, is a precursor in America to ramen, which many people don't really know about. Um, uh, it's, it was kind of a regional thing in, in, in New Orleans and some places up on a, the mid-Atlantic shore and in, in, in the Maryland and Virginia area. Uh, but the story goes for New Orleans after the Civil War, uh, there was a shortage of uh, labor. So there's a lot of uh, Chinese labor imported into New Orleans to build a railroad from Houston to New Orleans or New Orleans to Houston. And um, they brought they brought all these folks in, and when you bring in a, any large population of people, you know, it's a particularly immigrant population, mm-hmm. uh, they bring their culture, their food, their religion, and, and such, and everything. And Yakamin, or which translates to one order news, is one of the things that was left over and became creolized, you know, from its time in, in New Orleans. And now today, you have this beef noodle soup that people eat quite a bit, you know, in New Orleans and everything, and. Uh, it's becoming, uh, it's become, you know, a more popular thing now because of the ramen craze and everything. But people, people have been, been eating noodles and beef broth in New Orleans for for quite a long time. Yeah. So, um, so that the history goes as such, and um, uh, it's pretty cool. We we make our own version of yakamine, uh, um, and I, I'm really fond, of, excuse me, really fond of the dish because. Is one that my uncle, my uncle, my paran, uh, which means godfather, uh, was really fond of and everything. And, and uh, he would always keep a bottle of hot sauce in his in his taxi cab because he drove taxi cabs like my dad. Okay. Um, and, and so anytime he saw somebody on the street selling yakamine or somewhere, he, he may may stop at his favorite favorite corner store and everything and buy some yakamine for lunch and everything while he's driving his cab route. So. Awesome. Yeah. I love that story. Oh my goodness. So, oh man. So we're, we're running out of time. And I mean, like I literally could talk to you for hours and I think it's amazing. Um, so you're, you're located on MLK in the heart of, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I'm, I'm just so excited and I, you know, I really want people to come and visit your spot because it like, it's just the aesthetics in it in itself is just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, when people go out dining and at least for me, I can't speak for everyone, but I know when I go inside a restaurant from the moment you walk through the door, um, how it looks, you know, how the menu is presented, um, you know, how you pair your foods and the flavors in which you bring, you know, to the table, mm-hmm. you incorporate all of that in your business and in your love and in your passion. And, you know, it's just amazing to, you know, have a conversation with a chef because most chefs where they, their creativity is, is in the kitchen. 
right. create, you know, you all are in the zone. Um, you don't get a chance to actually talk a lot. But um, I just love the exploration of uh, the journey that you have taken and where you have arrived and where you are and where you're going. Um, again, I am thankful. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are, again, uh, we just had a great conversation and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did with uh, Chef Kenyatta Ashford. Um, Chef, is there anything else that you would like to share about um, what what we expect, uh, like, you know, for the upcoming uh, year and what are your hours of operation? Uh, our hours of operation here at Neutral Ground at Proof Bar uh, are Wednesday through Saturday from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, okay. we, do, we do last call about 9.30, but you can come in and eat up until 10 p.m. Uh, so we, uh, we... For the upcoming year, we're expecting that we are planning to do some some different kinds of programming. We want to bring a little bit more of New Orleans, Louisiana to Chattanooga and uh, show people our style of cooking, uh, cooking those uh, some of that traditional food and fare. Uh, we, we, you know, everywhere you go, you have lots of people who do, who do riffs on uh, Louisiana food, and then in particular, they always you know use a moniker Cajun, but I'm I'm not Cajun. I'm I, I'm, I identify more as a person of Creole okay. heritage um, because of my brown skin, everything, and um and uh, I'm from a city, you know, so I'm from New Orleans, and you know, uh, so if you do if you do some reading about the history and, and everything, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, um, but um. We uh, plan to do, you know, have a few uh, crawfish boils in the spring, uh, and and do some uh, some really uh, some really cool stuff with that, and offer some different items uh, that that people may may have had, but I, I feel like we'll 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 do them a little bit better, you know. Uh, and then I feel we're going to do an, another dinner series uh, probably once once a month. Uh, or so in the in the in the new year to uh, to try to showcase some of the uh, the higher end food that we would like to do. Okay. And we're gonna, and uh, and you know we're also going to start doing some stuff with with some of the youth uh, uh, youth culinary arts. Well, with some of the high school programs, okay. the culinary arts programs here in Chattanooga to uh, to to uh, begin mentoring some of the students. That sounds amazing. And I definitely will be a strong advocate <laughs> in yeah. all those ventures. Um, so again, uh, Chef, thank you. <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you so much again for taking out time on a Sunday, nonetheless, uh, to come and uh, talk to me on my podcast. Again, this is Rebecca Love with Food for Thought with Love. And you see where the love comes in of just the finding out the passion of behind a purpose, a person's purpose. Um, Chef, thank you again. Uh, did you have any questions for me or is there anything else that you would like to share with um, the people that are listening on the podcast? No, uh, I appreciate you, uh, you, you know, taking the time and being interested in my story and everything. Uh, so this has been fun. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll see some of your audience, you know, come and visit the restaurant and, uh, and, uh, uh, inquire more about you know the things that we're doing here in Neutral Ground and what our future holds here in Chattanooga. Um, 
we uh, always love partnering with other folks in the community and such, you know, so it's, uh, it's always fun. You know, we, we got to stick together, you know. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for joining Food for Thought with Love and Chef Ashford today. We are so thankful that you tuned in. Until next time, you all have an amazing week and make sure that you stop by and see Chef Ashford. Thanks, guys. Amplify is a podcast network made up of people of color and operating out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Amplify is a project of Rise Chattanooga minority-based cultural arts nonprofit organization focused on community education, performance, and arts and cultural preservation. You can find all of the podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and risecha.org. Thank you so much for listening.